potential, unleash creativity, inspire purpose. And we just do that in it with the gifts that God's called, given to us, and do what he's called us to do. So we have Brian that does spoken word and the videos and through media. I share my testimony, um, and we do prophetic and just speak the word of God as he places it on our hearts. Just And we do what we do, not just so everybody goes, oh, cool, look what you guys do. No. We do what we do because we know that as when we step out and do what God's called us to do, it inspires other people to do what God's called them to do. And so that's why we do what we do. So in the video, this is our, one of our favorite videos. It's so fun. Um, but this was our first tour. We've been in full-time ministry for three years. And we were actually um, living in Fort McMurray, Alberta, which is super way up north. It's where... Um, Fahrenheit and Celsius meet at minus 40 below, and it stays at that temperature, or at least gets to that temperature far too often in the year, so um, it's cold, okay? And when it gets cold and frozen there, that's when the work really begins, because they need the, the, the ground to be, like, frozen. So anyway, so that's where we were. Um, we lived there for uh, five years, and in, uh, in the end months, God... Um, told us that he was going to launch us into full-time ministry. And so we moved two, uh, well, actually seven hours um, south into a place called Red Deer, Alberta. And we lived there for two years and just kind of established our ministry. Um, but the first year that we went, we did this tour in this crazy busted-up motorhome that was donated to us. Um, actually, in Fort McMurray, two days before, um, there was this massive fire up there that evacuated our whole city. Uh, we launched into full-time ministry. We announced that we were launching into full-time ministry, and then this fire happened. And while we were out on the fire, the Lord told us that we were going to move, but we also kind of were just... Um, 17 years prior, we were told that we were going to have a motorhome. And so we would always say, Lord, if you ever have that motorhome for us, we just receive it. And so in that season, we just kept calling it out and saying, Lord, if you have that motorhome for us, we're launching into full-time ministry. If you have it, we, we're, we're just believing that you will give it to us. And so because of the fire, people were donating all kinds of things up to Fort McMurray, and one of them was a motorhome. So when we got back, this motorhome was sitting in our church parking lot, and our church ended up deciding that they would donate it to our ministry. And so that's what we used for our first tour. And we traveled through 20 states, four provinces over an eight-week time. And what we do when we go on tour is we set up church appointments just like this. And But the coolest stuff is the divine appointments that God sets up outside of the church ministry. And so the first tour, we had 35 divine appointments. Um, and one of them was... Um, Okay, so our motorhome was a little bit busted up, right? So <laughs> it didn't travel very well. And so we would often have to travel during the night. And so, but this one day we were leaving Oklahoma, Stillwater, Oklahoma, and Brian says, no, we're going to leave at 10 because it's only four hours to Dallas. And I'm like, Brian, we are not going to make it to Dallas if we leave. <laughs> I said, we are not going to make it to Dallas if we leave at 10. We either have to leave really early in the morning or late at night. So sure enough, he's like, no, we're leaving at 10. So we get down, we start leaving and driving down the highway, and 45 minutes later, this motorhome just starts to chug. It's too hot. And so it just chug, chug, chug. So we pull over, get some lunch and everything, and then we start going again. And of course, 15 minutes later, it's chugging again. And I'm like, okay. So we try and find like an RV place. We can't find anything. And so I'm just like, look, there's a mall like right here. Let's just... <laughs> He will say that, of course, I decided that the Holy Spirit said we should go to the mall. But no, I'm not a huge shopper. I don't love to be at the mall. Neither do my kids. <laughs> and so, but we stayed there and we stayed there for six hours in this mall. And so um, Brian had a divine appointment with a, one of the barbers in the mall when he went to get a haircut. And this man just ended up crying in his seat saying that, if he had been crying out to the Lord, just saying, if 
um, to send somebody who would just speak to him where he was at. And so it was just like a powerful appointment where the words that Brian spoke were exactly what this guy needed to hear. And as we left that later that evening, we tried to leave, and then all of a sudden our brakes light came on on the motorhome. And I'm like, yeah, right. Like this motorhome is just not going to go like anywhere. <laughs> I'm done with it. And so, but anyways, these three boys come out of the mall and... Um, Brian runs over to them and says, hey, do you guys know anything about vehicles? And they're like, no. Um, and so, but they didn't just go. They said, well, what are you guys doing? And so we, Brian started to tell them about what we're doing and how we're traveling, just sharing the love of Christ with people and, you know, doing ministry and everything. And so um, they're like, oh, well, we don't believe in that crap. We're atheists. And so we're like, okay. And so Brian just started sharing about the guy that he met in the mall and how that was a, you know, a divine appointment. And he's just like, oh, well, we've been having coincidences too. And Brian goes, well, I don't believe in coincidences. And so we shared with them some more. And then all of a sudden, the main guy, his name was Seth, and he goes, I feel like all the arguments I had against God are crumbling down. And all the coincidences that I've been having have led me to this moment right now. And so we just, in 45 minutes, we led three of these boys, 17, 18, 19, to the Jesus in a mall parking lot in Sooner, Oklahoma. <laughs> So, um, and then last year we went on a second Awaken Life tour and we had 150 divine appointments outside of the church. And then this year we have done an East Coast tour. So we've been all over New York and Pennsylvania and Virginia and then up in Canada in Ontario. And uh, we've called it the Too Much to Live For tour. And we realized that, you know, when we walk with Jesus, we truly have too much to live for. There's nothing like living in his promises, in his word, doing what he's called us to do. It's not just having, oh, yeah, God, you're up there. No, he's real. When we submit to him, he said, when we submit to his game plan, <laughs> um, it's just, it's just amazing what he will do. And so tonight, I would just pray that you uh, open up your hearts, uh, just like that song was saying. Um, open up your heart, see what he wants to do in and through your lives tonight, and that you, you will just have your spirits open and ready to receive what is going to be shared tonight. So God bless you guys. Thank you so much for having us, each of you. We're just, I'm excited. I'm excited for what God wants to do. I just want to tell you that it's an honor to be here. It's, it's, I don't take it lightly anytime that we get to co communicate or connect with anyone, whether it's one person, 50, 100, 1,000. It is always, always a privilege because it may, one, it would be maybe my last time being able to share what God's placed on our heart and the mandates that's on our life. Or it may be that just want that one person that is needing what God wants to say to them so that they can do what God's called them to do. Because God, though we, we know that God likes a lot, of, God wants us to be fruitful and multiply. That's a word for some, some couples. Hallelujah. I mean, you got a good leader in that. Hallelujah. <laughs> but we know that God is very, very concerned with the ones. And so because he's allowed us to speak to the ones, we speak to the masses as if they were only one, because everyone has issues. Everyone has challenges. No matter how far we've come, no matter how much we've done, there's still more that needs to be done in us, because he wants to do it through us. So as, we, as I come here today, I mean, we do spoken word, we do um, videos, we do all that kind of stuff, but I didn't come here to perform. I came here to pour out. Because some of us, we've uh, got some blockages. We may, some of us may even have religious blockages that uh, keep us just going through the motions and looking like things are okay when things aren't okay. And to me, that's not okay. Because why would we sit in church where it should be freedom and life and liberty and peace, yet be tormented? by past stuff and demons and devils, keeping us from sleep, keeping us from being able to step out into what God has put on our hearts. 
That's not the way God's called us to live. So why should we fake like we're in it to win it when we're, when we're afraid to engage? Does that make sense? Before I go on, I just got this word for my, my friend, Michaela. We met before. You, you, know my, you know my real name. Won't tell nobody. But I felt the Lord just, just shared with me. It's like, if you only could know how much, not only God loves you, you know that, and you're beginning to know that a little bit more, but not only that, that he loves you so much that you are not only loved by him, but you are a weapon of love in his hands. And I want to say this to you, that, that God, the, right, like you, you, you feel a lot. <laughs> it's like you're able to like almost feel and sense things that's going on with people, and sometimes it scares you because it's like, uh... I know, but I really wish I didn't know. But then I wouldn't have to be any actions. But I just hear the Lord say to you that uh, open your heart and let him pour his love in. Let his love transform you so that his love can be flow through you and reach people that need to be reached. It's like, don't be scared of it. Does that make sense to you? Because I'm telling you, it's like, it's like I see you like a scary a love ray from the Lord where you just could just you go up and you just you just when, when you're free to do it, it breaks down walls so that people can receive what they can't receive. And sometimes a hug, a look in the eye of just a value breaks people open so that they can receive. Um, I, this happened in uh, at one of these demonic places. It's called what is it called? It starts with an S. Oh, Starbucks. Oh, um. <laughs> like Salem. Uh, <laughs> this happened in uh, Starbucks a uh, few months ago. I was um, I was meeting uh, uh, one of my friends there, and uh, one of he's a realtor, so he has a lot of me meetings. And so one of his uh, uh, the guy that was the meeting before me was going late. So he co I come in, he introduces me to him. And all of a sudden, God gives me some words for this guy. And he just was broke. Like I, it was I, it was amazing how a word can break open someone and just allow them to, to accept or you're, you're on another level of conversation that you would never get in a million years unless God gave you a key. And so then he's broken open. He starts just saying stuff like, man, that really makes me think, you know, wow, that's, you know, and different things. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I got a meeting. <laughs> we got a meeting, you know. And then um, so he's, he's leaving. And I'm just like, I'm just we're just ready to get into it. And God just tells me, you need to go pray for him. And so it's raining outside. So I run out and get him. It's raining. I mean, that's not how rain sounds, but just, you know. <laughs> So I, I pray for him. So I talked to him. I said, hey, you know, I just feel I need to ask you, do you, uh, can I pray for you? And then he goes, uh, he goes like this. He goes, you know what? I grew up in Christianity, you know what? And I believe in it in my head. I would die for Christ in my belief, but I have no relationship with him. I don't even know how to get there. I said, and you know what I said? I said, that can happen right now. <laughs> and so I talked to him, different things. And right there in the rain, as the rain's coming, I'm leading this guy to the Lord. And, uh, and it just blew me away that we can have a form of godliness. We can be part of something that's powerful or, or we know stuff, but not yet have that intimate relationship with him. And so to be able to just have the privilege to lead this guy to the Lord was just, you know, that made my day, my week, whatever. And so another, another thing, it's like I was in, at the gym. I know you can tell that I go there every day. Um, I was at the gym. I like to play, uh, sh shoot hoops or I mean, play basketball. I, I don't know if that's all right. Stop it. <laughs> I can't say everything that comes in my mind. Um, and so this, uh, this, guy, this guy that's Catholic that I've been talking to for a while, just, you know, just reaching out to his uh, daughter, uh, was uh, playing basketball, but he, she hurt her, her um, ankle, and she couldn't, um, was, she wasn't going to be able to play this tournament for the, that's going to happen in next, the next day. And, and so you could tell that she's just not doing well. So I go, uh, hey, uh, would you mind if I pray for her? He goes, oh, if you want. <laughs> you know, so he, he, had, he had big faith right there. And um, 
And so I just go over there and, man, I say this prayer. It was just powerful. Lord, please heal this leg so she can play. Amen. <laughs> Did you feel that? <laughs> powerful. And then, so the next the Monday, I, uh, we go to the, I go to the gym again, and he's, he's playing one-on-one with her. Uh, and he comes up, and he stops, drops the ball, comes up to me, and he goes, hey, man, that thing you did worked. <laughs> the thing I did. Nah, I said the thing that he did worked. He, no, you must have some special kindness. Nah, nah. It's him. It's him. And it's so cool. So we, I, it's so cool to have this stuff happen on a daily basis. Even this morning. Even this morning, it was so cool, but I won't tell you all stories, but it was cool. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I'm crazy, man. <laughs> Your whole life. Your <laughs> whole life. I've been, this is not before. This is, so, um, so today, I just want to say this to you, that as, as, as we shared it tonight, um, I want you to uh, just open your hearts to be who God has called you to be. You don't have to be anybody else but you. I mean, I grew up, and my mom, I, my, my mom thought I was uh, crazy. Um, and she thought that the more of Jesus I got, that I would become more refined and more proper, and it had the exact, exact opposite effect, where the more free I got, the more crazy I got, the more I didn't care what people thought in a good way, huh? and just was able to be myself. I, don't, I desire to be nobody else than who God's called me to be. And as we come here today, our, um, our mission statement is to ignite passion, unlock potential, unleash creativity, inspire purpose in all that we do. And today, as our lives collide, I may never see you again, <laughs> After this, um, <laughs> but while we're here, let's talk about the real stuff. Because unless we deal with the real stuff, we don't get to go to the real places and see the real God, and see the real miracles, impact your life, and also impact those around you. Because that's what it's all about. I mean, we do we come to church just to shoot off duds, shoots blanks, or is the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, does it dwell in us? Does it quicken our bodies? The same things that, the, the same works that Jesus, the greater works, Jesus says. And I, I don't mean, it's not so we can say, oh man, I do better works than Jesus. No, it's all about Jesus anyway. He's instead of him doing it, he's just doing them through us. I don't know if that gets you happy. But, uh, Hebrews 10, 23 to 25 says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. That's kind of like... Um, one of the core verses of ours is, what, um, is that we hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm that God can be trusted to keep his promises. Anybody have any promises that you're believing for? That you're hoping going to happen? <laughs> that still, you're like, God, come on. I've been trusted for like two weeks. It needs to happen. <laughs> come on, that's a long time when we're young. Come on. <laughs> Lord, man, I've been single for three weeks. Man, I've been praying every day. Twice. Thank you. Yeah. Woo. See, I used to play football with water bottles. <laughs> Man, all right. And so, and then in verse 24, it says, let's think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. It's like, we can do nothing without him, 
and without walking together. Because some of us get to be lone, lone raisers or some of us like to front and just go, I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing blessed. I mean, the Holy Spirit is all over me. <laughs> but yet, we tend not to be able to be real and open. Especially, I mean, guys are the most open people. <laughs> oh, man, did I mess up? No. We as guys, it's like, it's, man, we talk, man. It's like, ugh. Yeah, I just shared my life. Ugh. Here you go. Yeah. How you doing? Ugh. Right? It's, it's like funny. It's like in this setting, it's even harder. So we like to be able, I, I, I take some of my friends uh, for a walk at the track. No, um, <laughs> I, I take some of my friends on, on a walk. And so we walk, and so now we're looking at, we're looking, not looking in each other's eyes, <laughs> and we're doing something. And then it seems like the, the, the stuff starts to be being easily, easier to, uh, to share. But uh, we as, I know at my, <laughs> yeah, when I was younger, um, it was, I, I had an issue being able to connect and bond with people. And it wasn't until I went to actually Bible school and I met Justin, and I was able, the first person I was able to, to open up to. And it's like this, there has to be, I'm, this, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I know there's somebody here that needs to open up because there's something that's killing you, something that is pulling you down, something that's, make, that's causing you crazy discontent and, and concern and you, haven't, you, and you know you did and it's actually for the last two weeks you've been wanting, you've been knowing that you need to, well, God just is telling you right now from some crazy guy, it's time. Today, tonight is the time because your future depends on it. Because all the thoughts that are going on in your head, they're crazy. When I say crazy, that the enemy is stoking some stuff and you need freedom and you cannot do this alone. That's for somebody here. Hallelujah. <laughs> So uh, tonight, tonight, and I, and I purposely, uh, uh, what we do is so like, like out of the box. People go, so do you do this? I say yes, but not the way you usually see it done. And so as I, we, I minister tonight, I, it, it may not be just regular, but just please listen to what the Lord's saying, all right? Because I believe this is what God's doing. That's like... We, I, I know you gave me the topic of jo Joseph, right? Don't worry. I think Joseph was a good guy. <laughs> and I... <laughs> Actually, I, the story of Joseph I, I love. Because Joseph had, uh, he had a gift. He had a, a gift to dream. And a gift that was developed over years. But that, that gift, when he was younger, got him in trouble. <laughs> almost got him killed because when that at that point when he had the gift he thought it was it was more about him than it was more about than God I got a dream that you that people are going to bow down to me and worship me hallelujah do you like that dream <laughs> good man but but then later on when he got into trouble he was in in jail and he got another dream, a dream that actually uh, gave some information to a butler and a baker. The butler got out, the baker didn't make it. And that same, same gift, when, he, uh, uh, when things were happening in, um, in Israel, when things were, were happening in Egypt, that same dream, that same gift, that same dream a gift got him out of jail and that same gift brought him to a place where he was over second in command of all of Egypt. It was that gift. And it was, it's funny to me how uh, so many times we see ourselves or we want to be something. We want to we want to go somewhere. We want to be somebody. We want to have uh, prominence in different things. And there's and we just think of what we want to want to be, but 
the road there is way different than what we see, what we can even comprehend. In fact, even right now, some of you are going, man, I really would like to do this, but it seems so far away. It seems like it's not even possible. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? And it's like this big chasm. And it's like, is this a real dream or a real thing? Or is this just a pipe dream or something that somebody prophesied over me or said to me that I should believe? But it's so interesting that when the word was given to you or you felt it, maybe it was in prayer, it was so strong to you. Like that person that knows their call to the nations. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up tonight. Um, that person that's been called to the nations and now you're second guessing because you don't see it manifesting. Well, there's a reason why you don't see it manifesting is that complete, completed dreams, completed goals, and completed life is a result of completed processes. And if you don't... Hmm? Thank you. No, I... Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but if we don't see things working in our life, either our process is flawed or we're being lazy and we're not working the process. And so in our walk with God, he has things, have processes to work in us and things out of us so that he could work through us and to reach others or do what he wants to do. So I, I ask you this question, how's your processes? Because it's, about, it's like this, if you wanna see the good things happen, if you wanna see the uh, take hold of the promises, there's some work that needs to be done. Not just, hey, not just saying, I just wanna do, no, there's some work that needs to be done in us and there's some work that we need to do, and there's some work that God wants to do through us. Does anybody, does that unmake, huh? And so it's like, you see, the crazy thing is that word work, <laughs> somehow, sometimes is, we don't want to do it. We want it to come easy. Nothing that is worth anything comes easy. Even salvation, it may have been free to us, but the working out of that causes a lot, is a lot of death to what we want so that we can submit to what he wants and for him to rock the party through us. I mean, that's the goal. So 2 Peter 1, chapter 1, verse 1 says, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who through the righteousness of God and Savior Jesus Christ has, has received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now this is, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these promises, he has given us his very great, through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. And now I just want to stop here. It's like, how many people are in the world? I mean, not like Jimmy was in the world when he came to see if and I, but maybe there's some of you like that. Or maybe you're living a double world, double life. But nevertheless, we all are in this world. We are all affected by this world. There's stuff that's going on in our lives that we're bombarded with, and sometimes we like, to, <laughs> we like to fight things on our own. But the thing about it is, is God has given us great and precious promises by the Spirit of God. We can live a godly life because we have access to the divine nature of Christ, and it's in, it through, it's in Him that we live. It's in Him that we breathe. It's in Him that we walk out our salvation. And sometimes we get it twisted and then we begin to walk it out on our own. And then as we walk it out on our own, we have these do's, we have this, uh, this, this thing where it's like, man, I've been doing really good for like, for like six months. Man, I'm really holy now. Oh my goodness, I feel like it. And then something happens like, oh my God, I'm so terrible. This is so crazy. Why do I even get saved? God, God even love me. I mean, like we're manic. 
in the Word, it says a righteous man falls seven times, but he always gets back up again. The only difference between sometimes being righteous and unrighteous is whether you get back up or not. Because it's God that does the work. It's not by, we don't get brownie points because we're so spiritual. And we know even at Bible school, there were many spiritual people. I mean, like in the stratosphere spiritual. I mean, everybody knew how, how good they prayed because they prayed loud and often in front of people. And then a few weeks or years, or actually it's a few weeks, or you don't hear from them or see them, they quit. Because their spirituality was on the outside, but not deep on the inside. They haven't done their work. They like, they like the, the tagline, but they didn't commit to the process. And so I just want to say this to you, that in where God has called each of us to go, and some of us in ministry, that is not the high pinnacle, because I believe everybody's called to minister and to reach people wherever they're at. So the process is, are you willing to put God first and allow him to do what he wants to do? Because he wants to bring you to a place in life, into your field, into your gifting, where you have an audience. Maybe it's an audience of one or of many, but when people look at you, are, they, are you a living epistle? Or are you just promoting yourself? Or are you leading people away? I mean, I've seen many, many people in Christianity lead people to themselves. We lead them to Christ. And not just if, you, if you're in sports, if you've got some singing gifts. And what I love about what we get to do is that we get to get in people's business. Get into the places where they, people hide. Like, you know those, that person that does poetry in here? <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> Yeah, and you hide those things in your phone, under your bed, with a keyboard. You got a password key on this so nobody can see you, you know, what you're doing. Don't, do you think that God gives you that to hide? Do you think that God gives you that to hide? How about you, you that person, even though you sing a whole bunch by yourself? I mean, you can sing. But this, most people don't even know. Why? Because you would rather sing by yourself than let even one person hear you because you're so hard on yourself that you don't think, you don't think you're good enough. And because you think you're not good enough, you just keep it to yourself. And it's like, I tell you that, I was been rapping since I was, I mean, since, since a long time ago. <laughs> since like 85. And um, I stopped rapping like when I was like 32 years ago, 33 years ago, yeah. <laughs> 33 years of, years of age, I stopped. I said, how old am I going to be doing this for? I got to grow up. And so then I stopped that and I continued in ministry. God did some stuff, but when I went through some of the hardest times of my life, God just knocked him on my heart. He said, uh, you thought that that gifting was yours. It actually was mine. And who are you to tell me that you're not going to use it anymore? And then something happened. As the time of dying ends and the time of living begins, to some it makes no sense, but here's the evidence. Everything that could have happened has happened and you survive. You've been barren without and struggling and now it's time to thrive. See, it's hard to start living when you've been living dead. It's time to adjust your thinking, get things right in your head. It's like you've been on life support, just waiting to flatline. You felt your eyes closing, but that was only nap time. You came close to losing faith, but you never crossed that line and you only dreamed this day would come. Well, now is that time. I know you've been burnt and you just see ashes remains. Out of death comes life before joy, this pain. I know you've been in drought, but here comes the rain because hope is being restored to your life again. You ask where and when? Well, here is where and now is when the time of dying ends and the time of living begins. Now. Now. I'm just saying, it's like I need a reaction to the questions I'm asking. Do you have passion or... Are you, do you just let it slip away? Come on. 
Do you have passion? Because the thing that God has given you, whether it's teaching, whether it's a speaking, whether it's mechanics, whether it's nursing. I mean, you know, nursing. There's other kinds. Of, stop it. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. Sorry. Whether it's musical instruments, whether it's, whether it's uh, kids, whether it's missions, whether it's different things. God's give, put something in you. And if that passion dies, your spirit dies along with it because he's given you that to wage war in this world to make a difference. And if you can't use what he's given you, you will try to use, do something else or you will do nothing and feel bad that you don't feel that you have anything to give when you already been given Something. Because I want to say to you that each of you are not only special and handmade by God, but you have purpose and destiny that transcends your present reality. And what he has for you takes work in you because he sometimes he has to convince you that he's the one that's given it to you so then to have confidence to pick it up. I mean, I love it. Moses was, there was a guy, it was in uh, Egypt. He was the son of Pharaoh's daughter, so they thought. He had a whole bunch of schooling, a whole bunch of stuff. He had the cream of the crop. He, and then he tries to do something in his own strength and it doesn't work. And then he runs, he goes into the, um, into the desert and he goes, he becomes a shepherd and he begins to, to work in different things. And all the pomp and circumstance that he grew up on began to just fade. Then God calls him. He said, I want you to go speak to Pharaoh. And he's like, I ain't going to speak. Send somebody. Please get Aaron to speak for me. You see, and Moses had to actually not only get over his past, he had to get over his present and get over himself. And then God took somebody who was trembling instead of having all the confidence. His confidence was in him. And God, he knew that when he saw the burning bush and having that experience, <laughs> that it wasn't, by, it wasn't a dream. It was something real. And that thing burned in him because it, he was being reminded about it. And even as I'm speaking to you, you're being reminded of stuff that God has spoken that you've been hiding from or just kind of just like, you know, I can't make a decision on that because if I do, it requires work. <laughs> hmm. And so all through those times with Joseph in prison and going through all those times and, and Moses in, in the desert and David in the desert, all those different things, it was that God was doing a work in him. And so uh, this is where I believe this is what I believe God is want to say to you that to different ones of you, it's time to work. Some of you have been saved for a while, for, for years, for months, but yet at the same time, God has done a work in your heart, huh? God has saved you. Some God's been healing some of you. You're not as touchy as you used to because some of those wounds aren't as tender. Huh? There's a little bit more confidence. So what if you didn't have a dad or a person that was in your life? You've un you're being getting to understand that God is your father or somebody's been put in your life saying, you know, you have value when you thought you were worthless. Come on. And so God's been doing a work in you. It's like stuff that you couldn't even figure out on your own. He's like, ah, man, I don't know. I'm lost in this world. And somehow you got found and you found to you find yourself here. Goodness, you, somebody got to say amen. amen. I didn't mean everybody. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> and so you find yourself here in whatever places in your life, whatever, whatever, uh, level you feel you're at, whether you just got saved or you you just been saved too long and doing nothing. So you got to do start doing something so that you can get revived. Huh. But you find yourself here. And as I, our, my life, our lives collide with you today, I believe that God is wanting to ignite some of you 
Because I already see it in your eyes. I already see that there's foundation here. I already see that I'm not talking to people that don't know stuff. I mean, the word of God does not return void. And there's some rich word that's been preached. I can see in your eyes that it's gone deep. I can also see that you've been fathered well. Whether it's spiritually. But I know that the word has gone forth. And some of you have been convicted so much that you're not the same person today that you were even six months ago. Huh? And so as I, we, as I come here today, God has done a work in you. Now your response is not to gain brownie points, but unless you mature and you work out your salvation and you work out the things that he's put before you, you won't be prepared for the suddenly when God takes you from where you're at and places you in a position of influence. Because that's the, I'm telling you, we are here not to just say, hey, we got, man, there's some cute girls here. You know, that guy over there, maybe someday, someday, you know, he maybe got to pray a little bit more, maybe get the, you know, hallelujah, got to fast, you know, so God can work fast, you know. Um. <laughs> and you can't pray, for, you can't faster. I don't want to fast, I want to faster. No, there's no such thing. It's process. And you're in process. Hmm. So, how many has God done a work in? Come on. How many has God working in? And for how many people is it uncomfortable? Hallelujah. <laughs> because he wants you to know that he has things mapped out. He has the plan. He knows where you're at right now. He knew that this crazy guy would be standing before you saying stuff that actually makes sense somehow. <laughs> but it goes into your heart, starts rattling around. And just like the different words from your leaders and from the different things that happen, it, it, God, is this a setup happening for some of you? And you got to know that you are enough. In him. You don't have to be like anybody else. You don't have to speak like anybody else. You don't have to. I'm telling you this, even if you feel you're with different songs, I'm not like that person. It's like, and people are like, thank God, we don't need another one of them. <laughs> we need a one of you. Yeah. You think I'm kidding. There's too many people that just that, that are shipwrecked because they don't reach a pinnacle of what they think is great. When God has put greatness in them. So I called that out in Jesus' name. Be confident of this very thing that who, who started the work, he who began the work, is faithful to complete it. Now he's always working. But he needs you to work with him. He needs you to put that staff on the ground. <laughs> he needs you to put that sling, get that sling going. He needs it. He, 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 no, he, he, not that he needs it. He, he desires to work with us. Story. Um, <laughs> ever heard about the elephant and the mouse? Huh? You did? Have you? Oh? Huh? How the elephant crushed the mouse? No, not that one. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to say it like this. It's like, you know, this, this elephant is going across the bridge, right? And um, there's this mouse uh, uh, sitting on the elephant. And as he's walking and he's in the, the, the I mean, this, is, this may not be the one you heard, but if it is, okay. So uh, it, it's going on the bridge. And this bridge is kind of like not the most stable or whatever. But it, the, the elephant goes around on the bridge and, ah, you know, just swinging. Ah, it's different than you heard it, huh? And then, <laughs> and they get over the bridge, right? And then the uh, mouse goes, man, we really rocked that bridge, didn't we? Who's God? Who, who are you? 
See, God is doing the work. We just the little mouse on top. On for the ride. And I'm telling you, it is so awesome for us to just to see what God does. I'm just saying that even we've seen, I think about it, 100, it was 150 divine appointments, but we dialed it down. We limited it because it was crazy even for me to say. But it was happening twice, three times, uh, three times a day sometimes where we would meet people and God would, people would get saved. They would get healed. And prophetic words go forth and they're weeping. I mean, like, oh, wow. And we understood this, that God will do, God uh, would move heaven and earth to let anyone who calls on his name know how much he loves them. Um, it, it's just crazy. I was, we, we were leaving the, we were about to fly out from Dallas, for, uh, going back to Seattle. And then, so as we go, that, uh, go uh, just about to drop, put back the, uh, sorry. <laughs> we're about to, the, the, the rent-a-car, right? Yeah, we take back the rent-a-car, got it. Um, and so there's this gas station right, right before them that's 10 cents more than the one across the station, but we were late. So um, we go in, gas up, and I go into the store to, to pay. And as this guy's at the door, big uh, yellow T-shirt, construction T-shirt thing on, you know. And so I go through that. And as I'm walking through, I go, ooh, yeah. I, I go, woo, yeah. I go, and I don't even know how, I go, the Lord says this, this is what's happening in your life, and you. this is what God's going to do, and this is how it's going to happen. And I'm going, huh. So then I start to walk away, then he starts to weep. He says, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that today, right now, in a second, in a minute. God rocked his party. He doesn't know, he, I won't ever see him again, but he, he knows that God said something that he needed to hear right then. And he's impacted forever. And so... I want to say it's time not to just, God, do this, God, do this. We've been praying, God, make this happen. And he, I remember these words, God, please do whatever you want to do. I want to be your servant. I want to be whatever you want to do that in my life. Amen. You know, in the depths of worship, you know, at an at a altar call. Yes, Lord, I'm yours. Everything I am. Everything I'm not. And I don't, I don't say that to make light of that. But then you see, you're basically saying, I am open for construction, Lord. Whatever you want to pull out, root up, whatever you want to tear down, you, that's not what you said. You just said, you just said, I'm yours. And he says, yeah, thank you. Now, get your hands off yourself. It's time for me to go to work. And he starts going to work. And then it's like, you're like, are you done yet? <laughs> Haven't even got started. It's just the fear of what you think might happen that's really starting to happen in you. But then he starts to work and he does it thoroughly. Anybody ever go, stop, stop. He goes, don't worry. That's with anesthetic. <laughs> but he's working deeply. And some of us are stuck right now because you've, you feel like you've been taking too much. And the Lord says, don't get off the, the operating table. Don't. Let me finish. Some of the stuff is really strategic heart surgery that needs to be done. you got to be healed in this area. You can't go on with, with, with that grudge with, with your dad or with that person. you got to forgive. Right here. Right here. This is the time. This is pivotal. Because unless you're able to forgive, I can't take you to where I need to take you. That's a word for somebody. So... So he's doing the work. Now there's some of you guys, guys saying it's for you to do the work. And so I want to go. And so. Warriors. Love it. And he goes, uh, for this very reason, make every, every effort to add to your faith goodness, to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive, unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. 
Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble and you will re receive a rich, rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's like this, it's make every effort to commit to. Because we have these great precious promises that we may participate in his divine nature and escape the corruption in this world. The reason why many of us get caught up in things is because we are enamored by the world. We are being slaves to the world. We're letting the world's ideologies uh, come in and try to reconstruct what success is reconstruct what uh, marriage is, what, what life is. And so then we, find, then we have been marketed to so much that we have this deep need to be like the world or to, have, to be Christian and also have it all. Yeah. But because that's what, and we tend, so many times we tend to put more work into the things of this world than we do into our word than we do into our relationship with God and our relationship with each other. So therefore, we are more friends with the world than we are friends with God. And so I say to you, it's time to go to work. It's time to let go of the bitterness and forgive. That's work. That's part of the work. God's forgiven you. He's done the work now. He says, unless you forgive, then I cannot let forgiveness flow. To you, there's if then, there's, 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 there's something where it's like this character, there's love. It's like some of you need to allow God to heal your heart so that love can flow through because, because you know why? Why is it so hard to, to see people as valuable? Because there's stuff in us that God wants to work out. See, I say, I say this to you right this now because what we're walking in now, 35 years later, is a culmination of so many processes that we thought would take a minute and took a decade or two. Some things that I'm working through now and have finally got, I wish I got through 20 years ago. There's some things that, that I wish that we, I had the faith to be released to do stuff, and maybe that wasn't God's plan. Maybe he knew I was a knucklehead. I think he did. So when I was, uh, when I was in Bible school and we were, we were graduating, I got a word. I mean, people, they pray over the students. You're going to stop continental drift. Everybody in the world's going to be saved. I mean, like, you know what? You know what? All the, man, all the magma and lava and the oceans, you know, you have power. Oh, no, just kidding. Um, but... But you had these superlative things, like you would do this, you would touch nations. And then they come to me and they go like this. And I'm so excited because it's like, ah, oh, I get to, this is, I'm being sent out to the world. And then go three people and they go, uh, oh, the Lord would say, uh, I just feel that Lord's gonna raise you out of obscurity. Hmm. <laughs> and then you have two other guys going, uh, you know, I concur. Oh, I concur with that. Oh, I concur? What even that word? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I concur too. He just, I'm like, oh, I was so blessed. <laughs> and because I, I had an ego. I, I had deep gifting and prophetic. I was a rap artist. I had, I had charisma and all that. And so, and somehow I believe some of the hype of what people said to me that it was actually true. And so, and God knew that if I was to ascend at that moment, I would be a danger to myself and also a danger to the kingdom of God. So he took me to the backwoods of the desert of a place I never even knew existed. It's called BC, Canada. I didn't even know, being an American, everybody thinks Canada, Toronto's everywhere in Canada. <laughs> yeah, you know, where, where are, you, are you near Toronto? You know, that's like five hours away. Uh, yeah, because I was just gonna come up there and visit you. Well, <laughs> you got it, never mind. So, <laughs> so he took me up there and God ripped and took, take, took out the Hollywood Christianity 
People used to take my, like when I go places, take my jacket off and just give, carry my stuff and it's just like, oh, the man of God. Right? And I just, and up there, it was so cool to have, and hard and crazy to have be stripped. And now I find it just a privilege just to be in the game, just to be able to speak to you. Just, it's like, it's anytime we get into those moments that is so, that you know that it goes from just talking to God talking. I don't take that for granted no more. And so now we travel all over the world now. It just happened in the last three years. But I know now for a fact that I am no better than anybody else. I know for a fact that the calling that's on your life is for you to glorify him, not to compete with anyone else. It's not about you, it's about him. Because we are his body. We are his body. Hmm. Hmm. If we all have been hurt, then we all have feelings. If we all are broken, then we all need healing. We all need faith in something real to believe in. And sometimes we get stuck in our loss. We need to get on with the grieving. We've all been bound in sin and in need of freedom. We've all been deeply betrayed with scars that are bleeding. And the truth of the matter is that we all desperately need him. See, we, we need to love in each other and work together for life to have meaning. See, we are his body. Everybody's broken. Everybody's injured. Everybody's messed up more than you figured. In fact, we all try to hide the aftermath after we've been triggered. We project and protect the outer and neglect the inner. It's hard to trust others because we're afraid of the stigmas. And even though we feel like we're losing, <laughs> we fake like we're winners. We all have faults without Christ with sinners. We all want a voice, but we feel like it's a whisper. And everyone is small and we're a part of something bigger. And all this hinges not on us, but on who he is, what we believe about him and what he did. It will change our whole world and how we live. See, we are his body. He is the head. We are the members. It's not by our dead religious works that we get to enter the kingdom of God where Christ is the center. There's a few important things that we should remember. We need to be real and open and not be pretenders. We need to, we, we don't let bitterness destroy your life. Keep your heart tender. He is the Lord. He is the king. He is the father. He is our defender. We are his sons and daughters, his servants who serve him, and we need to surrender. There should be no other agenda. The Great Commission is our mandate to this world. He's the one who sends us all glory and honor and power and praise to his name forever. For we are his body. Hmm. And this is what I love, is that before Joseph was like, yo, man, I got a dream. You bow before me. Check it out. Fast forward. He had a dream that brought him up to the highest pinnacle. And when his brothers came and bowed before him, he didn't even let them know who he was at first. He got over himself. The same dream that put him in the jail is the same, the, the same dream that put him in, at, at harm is the same dream that liberated him, but that same dream liberated the world. And I just say to this to you, that God wants you to pick up the sword that you've dropped. What he's given you, whether it's, I'm telling you, some, some people, you're just trying to shy away from business. And that's all that you think about. You think in systems and different things, but you don't, you're just like, I want to do something for the kingdom. You better believe we need business people that are surrendered to him whose gift is giving and who wants to see the kingdom come. We have people that's coming on board in our lives that are blowing us away saying, I can't go where you go, but I want to invest in what you do because I believe that if you, you can't, I can't go but with you, but I can send you. You think that the kingdom of God is need, that we are in need of that to go for? You better believe it. 
We're not alone. There's people. So you that you, there's a there's a there's a thing that's happening. It's like I like that gift. I don't I don't like what I have. And God says, stop it. Look at what I've been giving you. And in that is miracles that can that can move mountains. And it doesn't matter if it's just a spiritual mountain, but some practical things move spiritual mountains. And some of you, is, I'm just saying that some of us are just, needs to get unstuck in our minds because we're shooting, for, we're trying to do a Hail Mary with a very low percentage of probability that it will work. But we want to be perfect and we don't want to miss anything. But anybody knows that you don't get to where you want to go right away. You have to do what you have to do before you do what you want to do. And so I want to say this to you. What does God put in your heart? What is it that he's done some work? He brought you to this point. Now it's your turn. It's your turn to humble yourself and say that, I, that I'm messing up. There's things that's taking me away from my path. Man, that takes courage. But it, unless I don't know, I, I know I wouldn't be here now unless. I, I'll tell you a story that I don't know if uh, Jimmy knows. I don't know if he want me to know. I'm just kidding. Um, there's a point in my life that when uh, I don't know where it was, it's 93, 94, him and uh, my friend Justin, we, we met up. And I, at that point, I was dealing with, I, was, I felt lost in the sense of I, I didn't know where I was going. I don't know. Things weren't working out. And then I also had let some stuff in my life that I shouldn't have. And at that point, I was dealing with, I, I believe at that time, I know that was the other time. Mm, no, maybe it was that time. Well, I was dealing with lust. Yeah. No, I was dealing with lust. And it, somehow I was trying to wrestle it by myself. And these guys came and we just talked, we prayed or whatever, and they had different words, just things that, and it only came from the people that you trust that, that would open, the, that would really speak. And that, that point, it broke something over my life that allowed me to move forward. So all of us deal with stuff. And if, and if you're dealing with stuff right now, please don't stay down. A righteous person falls seven times. That means he falls a whole lot of times. But he gets back up again. And some of you need to get back up again and stop condemning yourself. But there's some work to do. And I don't necessarily know what it's each for each one of you, but I know it's for some of you. So I'd just like you to stand. In this moment, in the time, this time, real simple. Let the, the Christian and uh, spiritual veneer come off. It's you and God together. All of us got stuff. <laughs> and if it doesn't matter, I, don't we? We all got it. So don't let the place where you can get the most freedom pass you by and go back into a world that, had the, that, that is ruthless. This is a moment in time where God wants to do some things that need to be done a long time ago. Huh? You, do you feel me? Feel the Holy Spirit? <laughs> I know. I know. It's time to say yes. Let him do what he wants to do and also say yes. I will do what you've asked me to do. And some of this, this person that you know, that God has been challenging you to forgive, you need to go to them. There's this person that you know you need to reach out and pray for or just give an encouraging word. You need to say yes to. And I'm telling you, when you say yes to those little things, obedience moves the hand of God. It moves it. It causes you to see things. You have to go places you've never been to see things you've never seen. So, Father, in Jesus' name, tonight, in this moment, as our lives collide, I ask that you would have your way. God, the word's been spoken, God, and it has gone, it has pierced some hearts. This is a moment, God, where people, Lord Jesus, are deci have, has deciding or there's some openings in the, in the cracks of our heart that hasn't opened in a while, and that, you, Lord, you are bringing hope. God has not left you nor forsaken you, and he loves you too much to keep you where you're at. He's saying, take a step. 
take a step, that I'm with you, that I'm with you, that I'm with you. So I just want to, and for those people that know that God spoke to their heart directly today, and there's things that you need to say yes to, and also things that you know to say no to, I want you, I just want you just as an act of just a step in saying, Lord, I choose today to walk with you and do the work. If, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Come on. Come on. Come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that for this, in this moment, Lord, this is an act, Lord God, of, uh, of submission to you, of yielding to you, of letting down our pride, God, letting down our fear of what will or what could happen and laying ourselves in your hands, knowing that you are able. You have given us precious promises. God, you say, God, that you are faithful to keep your promises, Lord God, and the things that you're doing in us, God, working in us, God. I thank you, Lord God, that we give you permission to do it. I want you to say, yes, Lord. I give you permission. I'm sorry that I have been fighting you. Fighting for my way. Today, I get out of your, my way and let you have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Hmm. Man, I just want to say this. I'm going to hand it back over to you. And if there's anybody that needs prayer, we, like I said, we didn't come here to perform. He came here to pour out. And God loves you. He, he, not only does he love you, he already knows what's going on. He knows your future. It goes better when you submit to him. It does. Thank you so much for having us. I hope that God spoke to you in some way today. God bless.